This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So what's on our plate today? Today we are sharing the story of coffee cherries. Coffee is a beloved beverage, a valuable commodity, and a daily ritual in the lives of millions of humans around the globe. Many people rely on it to start their day, myself included, but I wonder how many people think about where their coffee came from. Coffee beans, yeah, okay, that we know. But did you know that the coffee beans are actually the processed and roasted seeds from a fruit? That's right, a fruit that is referred to as a coffee cherry. Coffee cherries, also called coffee berries, are small, rounded fruits about the size of grapes that grow in clusters along the branches of the coffee plant. They mature from green to a deep red, or sometimes yellowish color, and because they grow in a continuous cycle, it's not unusual to see flowers, green fruit, and ripe fruit together on a single plant. The skin of the fruit is smooth, taut, and shiny, with a bitter flavor, while the flesh is, in contrast, very sweet, tender, and juicy, with blended notes of watermelon, hibiscus, cherries, and red berries like raspberry and cranberry. At the center of the fruit are two blue-green seeds, a.k.a. the fresh form of coffee beans. Well, usually there are two per fruit. However, about 5% of the world's coffee will have only one bean inside the coffee cherry, thanks to a natural mutation. This is known as a pea berry. Some say that pea berries are actually sweeter and more flavorful than your average two-per-cherry coffee beans, and so they are sometimes manually sorted out and sold as a specialty. The coffee plant belongs to the Rubiaceae family and is in the genus Coffea. It's more accurately described as a coffee tree because it can grow more than 9 meters tall, though they are typically pruned to conserve their energy and also to make harvesting a little easier. Coffee plants grow best in rich soil with mild temperatures, plenty of rain, and shade. They are often grown in the shadow of other plants like banana trees, which protect them from the sun and wind. The coffee plant is covered with long, dark green, waxy leaves and white flowers that smell similar to an orange blossom or jasmine flower. It takes about nine months to a year for a coffee cherry to mature after first flowering, and about four years for the plant itself to reach its full yield potential. The tree is generally most productive between the ages of 7 and 20, though it can live decades past that. Coffee cherries are typically harvested once a year by hand in the spring and summer months. Harvest from a single coffee plant can total up to 10 kilograms of fruit or 2 kilograms of coffee beans. But there is another very unique method of harvesting the coffee beans in particular. The Asian palm civet cat, an animal native to South and Southeast Asia, loves to eat ripe coffee cherries, but it can't digest the coffee beans. You see where I'm going with this? Yep, the coffee beans are collected from the droppings of these animals and are used to make a mild, lightly fermented coffee with a chocolate-like scent known as Kopi Luwak, alleged to be the most expensive coffee in the world. There are many different species of coffee plant, but two of the main ones commercially cultivated today are Coffea arabica, known simply as arabica coffee, 
and Coffea canifera, known as Robusta coffee. Arabica coffee is descended from the original coffee trees discovered in Ethiopia and accounts for the majority of the world's production today. Arabica coffee is mild and aromatic and is mainly cultivated in higher altitudes of Central America and South America, as well as in East Africa. There are over a hundred varieties within this species. Robusta coffee is more resistant to heat and pests and is more widely grown in lower altitude tropical regions of Africa and Asia. Robusta coffee, as the name somewhat implies, is stronger, aka higher caffeine, with a more bitter taste than the more popular Arabica, and is primarily used in blends and for instant coffees. The coffee plant has its origins in ancient Ethiopia, and from there it spread through the Arabian Peninsula, where cultivation and trade of coffee began. By the 15th century, coffee was being grown in Arabia, and by the 16th century it was known in Persia, Egypt, Syria, and Turkey. One of the earliest writings to mention coffee cherries came from a Persian physician and philosopher circa the 10th century. He described a beverage called bunchum, prepared with an infusion of a fruit called bun, B-U-N-N, the Ethiopian name for a coffee cherry. The drink may or may not have been coffee as we know it today, as historians disagree on the meaning behind that writing. However, most do agree that coffee was known to Arabs as early as the year 1000. Other early writings establish Yemen on the southern part of the Arabian Peninsula, as home to the first coffee plantations, starting in the early 15th century. But coffee's journey across the globe really came with the Turkish conquest of the Arabian Peninsula during the early 16th century, and it was the Ottoman Empire that brought coffee to new places. Muslim prohibition of alcohol gave a big boost to coffee throughout Turkey and the rest of the Ottoman Empire, as the stimulating beverage became a substitute for wine and proved useful during long prayer sessions. In Yemen, it had earned the name Kawa, Q-A-H-W-A-H, which was originally a romantic term for wine, and in Turkey was called Kav, K-A-H-V-E, which literally means wine of Arabia. That name later became the Dutch Kofi, and finally Coffee in English. The first documented coffee house opened in Constantinople, now Istanbul, in 1554, where the practice of gathering at coffee houses for leisure reading, conversation, and drinking coffee quickly became an important part of the social culture, a social practice that is alive and well today all around the world. There may very well have been other coffee houses even earlier in Cairo, Damascus, or Mecca, and there certainly were more that followed. With thousands of pilgrims visiting the holy city of Mecca each year from all around the world, knowledge of this wine of Arabia began to spread. By the 17th century, coffee had made its way to Europe and was becoming popular across the continent. The first coffee house opened in London in the 17th century, followed by many others that became known as Penny Universities because you could buy a cup of coffee for one cent and supposedly learn more at the coffee house than in class, thanks to the ability to engage in stimulating conversation. But when it came to Venice circa 1615, there was resistance to this new beverage from the Catholic Church as the Pope's councilmen referred to coffee as the bitter invention of Satan. Luckily, Pope Clement VIII, who was called in to settle the controversy, opted to taste it before deciding on its morality, and fortunately, he liked it so much that he gave it approval. Coffee began to replace the common breakfast drinks of the time, which were, believe it or not, beer and wine. People who opted for coffee instead of alcohol started off their day feeling alert and energized, and not surprisingly, the quality of their work greatly improved. In addition to England, coffee houses were quickly becoming centers of social activity in the major cities of Austria, France, Germany, and Holland. 
In the 17th century, the Dutch founded the first successful European-run coffee plantation away from the Middle East on their colony of Java, Indonesia. They started with just a few coffee plants obtained through trade with merchants in the port of Mocha in Yemen. The Mocha-Java blend of coffee was born, with its first shipment to Europe occurring in the early 18th century. Following Java's success, Dutch coffee plantations were established on Sumatra and other areas of Indonesia. The New World's tropical regions proved to be ideal for cultivation of the coffee plant. Plantations spread through Central and South America, the Spanish establishing coffee plantations in Central America, and the Portuguese in Brazil. Coffee plants reached America sometime during the early 18th century, but the new morning beverage was no match to the popularity of tea, at least not until the Boston Tea Party of 1773, when making the switch from tea to coffee was almost a patriotic duty. This revolt against the heavy tax on tea imposed by King George III would forever change the American drinking preference to coffee. This switch was further encouraged by the Civil War and other conflicts, where soldiers relied on caffeine for energy. So even though it may have started a bit later here, Americans love coffee just as much as the rest of the world, and the interest in specialty coffee really spiked in the 1960s, inspiring the opening of the very first Starbucks in Seattle in 1971. Fast forward to today, when not only is the beverage from coffee cherry seeds still insanely popular, but the fruit itself is now starting to garner attention as a healthy superfood, coffee as nature originally intended. For a long time, the coffee berry was considered too perishable and difficult to harvest, clean, and ship in its fresh form. Recently, as the export market has changed and interest in superfruits has grown, this once-discarded portion of the fruit can now be found as an ingredient in other stimulating beverages, nutritional supplements, beauty products, and essential oils. Coffee cherries are known for their rich concentration of antioxidants, which have the power to boost the immune system, protect against free radicals, and act as an anti-inflammatory. However, this antioxidant powerhouse surrounding the seeds, a.k.a. coffee beans, gets discarded during the production process because it negatively affects the taste of coffee, making it bitter. Some modern companies are taking the discarded skins of coffee cherries from local farmers, drying them and compressing them into a liquid to be used in a natural, healthy energy drink. Not only is this economical for the farmer who can sell the skins that were previously unused, but it is also a positive step towards sustainability. Oh yeah, and a natural, healthy, coffee-as-nature-intended energy drink for the masses. The leaves, flesh, and of course the seeds of the coffee cherry all offer varying levels of the stimulant caffeine, which also acts as a natural pesticide, helping to protect the fruit from insects. It was actually the leaves of the coffee plant that were first used to make a stimulating beverage by steeping them to make a slightly caffeinated tea. At one point, the entire fruit would be steeped to make a similar, likely bitter beverage. Early on, coffee cherries were mixed with animal fat to create a protein-rich snack bar, and the fermented pulp was even used to make a wine-like drink. It wasn't until the 13th century that people began to roast coffee beans, the first step in the process of making coffee as we know it today. The coffee cherry can be juiced and combined with other fruit juices or water, and has even been processed into a drink powder. Roasted seeds can also be ground and used to add a nutty coffee flavor to ice cream, baked goods, and chocolates. The fruit pulp is even used as a fertilizer and livestock feed. But yes, at the end of the day, the coffee cherries are still used primarily for their seeds, aka coffee beans. All commercially grown coffee is from a region of the world called the Coffee Belt, and coffee harvesting is still the main economic activity of some communities in the Coffee Belt, along both sides of the equator in Africa, America, and Asia. It is estimated that over 2 billion cups of coffee are consumed every day worldwide, 
with the majority of coffee export coming from Brazil, Vietnam, Colombia, Indonesia, and Ethiopia. As far as the U.S., some of the top coffee buzz cities include New York, the city that never sleeps because it runs on coffee, Los Angeles, Portland, both Maine and Oregon, San Francisco, and of course, Starbucks homeland, Seattle. Like many other food crops that have been around for centuries, the origin of the coffee plant is surrounded by a bit of mystery and plenty of legends. So what's the story with this beloved plant the world over? Tune in next week for The Food Fable to find out. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specially Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.